0: Welcome to Life Talk. In conversation with Marietta, Life Talk is motivational to help you get to the next level. Life Talk is educational to broaden your knowledge. Life Talk is inspirational to get you fine-tuned to start doing what you love doing. Life Talk, sponsored by TheHealingMindMagazine.com and KMAREducation.org. Here's your host, Marietta.
1: Welcome to live Talk with Marietta. I'm your host, Marietta Camera. Well, courage in complex and challenging times is our topic. Courage can be found in small acts of everyday life, like facing our fears, being vulnerable, or trying something new. It can also be found in difficult times, like when we face a crisis or a significant life change. And in the house tonight are Dr. Chris Gilbert, M.D., Ph.D., and author of six books. And thank you, Dr. Chris, for being here tonight.
2: You're welcome. Thank you, Marriott, for having me on.
1: Okay. Uh, Johannes Grasser. Uh, called Johnny, he calls himself Johnny, so we will call him Johnny as well, Uh, is a speaker and author joining us from Germany tonight. Uh, They're about five hours ahead. So uh, good evening, uh, Johnny. How are you? And thank you for being with us.
3: Good evening, Mariette. Thank you for the invitation, and I'm quite good. How about you?
1: Great, great. And we can hear you very clear. Well, everybody's in the Zoom room. That, that's, we have a good connection. Uh, Bob Waters, Life Talk contributor and entrepreneur. Good evening, Bob.
4: Thank you, Marietta. How are you doing this evening?
1: Okay, and uh, we're, of course we're excited to have you here as well. Uh, I'd like Thank to give so a uh, shout-out to Millie. Millie is 96 years young. And she's our referee every week, uh, every Tuesday, and it's either the thumb up or the thumb down. Millie hears everything. She there's nothing that she she doesn't pick up. So she's ninety six young, and um, she's the mom of our engineer. So thank you for listening, Millie, every week. And Rich to T has some exciting announcements. He's standing up. He's ready to go.
0: Thank you, Marietta. Our first announcement. Have missed the show, a specific topic, or an exciting interview? Life Talk Podcast Library has it all for you. Go to www.lifetalkmarietta.com. We love what we do. TheHealingMindMagazine.com is an international network for conscious living, raising awareness for a better life. www.TheHealingMindMagazine.com. We appreciate your support. And lastly, want to be a part of the show, contact Marietta at kmareducation.org for more information or call two zero three five zero
1: right, and um, I'm ready to start the show, Rich.
0: thought about writing a book and never got to it. KMR Education and Associates can help from start to finish. Call KMR Education 203-505-3660 for appointment on web kmreducation.org.
1: You just turned into Live Talk with Marietta. Tonight's topic is courage in complex and challenging times. And uh, let me get right to, uh, to the point. Courage is an important virtue that enables us to face challenging situations with bravery, determination, and resilience. And in our first segment, we just like to talk about some simple cases where courage is needed. And I'd like to bring Dr. Chris in. Um, personal challenges. What type of courages would you say that is needed every day?
2: Every day? Well, it depends. Um, It depends who the person is. I mean, there are people that have no disability, and in which case they need the courage to go after their dreams. But also people that when people have disabilities, they need to do this even more. And that's, that's amazing how much courage they can have to live their dream and to achieve their purpose in life. So every day we need to get up, we need to face the difficulties, the obstacles that life can put in front of us and go after what we really want to do, who we really are.
1: Right. And it comes to mind, uh, business is always on my mind, um, uh, people that are self-employed is, is cer- certainly, in an, uh, you know, uh, courage is is required to to be self-employed every single day. Um, whether it's about client development, uh, whether it's about building the business or expanding the business or just running the business and working with your employee. I'd like to bring in Bob. Uh, you are an entrepreneur, business owner. Uh, what would you call courage? Well, getting up in the morning. It takes
4: courage. You're getting, <laughs> absolutely, and going to sleep before three a.m. That also takes courage. Yeah, but no, you, you have to you have to face each day with positive with positive attitudes, and you know we know that business is going to be tough. Life doesn't always hand us a, you know the perfect situation and we have to overcome those challenges otherwise we got to get out of business and you just have to go work for somebody where you can punch a clock and get paid at the end of the week and not have to worry so much but you still have to then still get to work and not upset the boss and the coworkers and everything else so you, it's there's never a perfect world that's for sure uh in the business world but you know, you have to you have to be ready for the challenges and accept them as they come.
1: You just mentioned a point not yes. to not to upset the boss. Why not? Because it takes <laughs> courage to speak up to speak the truth. So in the workplace, sure. yeah, uh, mm-hmm. courage is needed to speak up about issues related to discrimination, harassment, or unethical behavior. Mm-hmm. So um, Mm -hmm. or when a team member is not a team member uh, and Mm -hmm. you have deadlines to meet and uh, there are two out of six team members that are just not cutting it, you know, and uh, uh, it takes really courage to tell the truth. But I don't look at it as courage. I just do it. So if if we have a deadline and we're six in a team and two are dallying around or just don't have the, the the stuffings, they need to be exposed. And you know, either they need to have a good talking to, or they need to be replaced. If it continues, depends Absolutely. on depends on mm-hmm. the situation. Uh, Johnny, I like to bring you in, um, and I like to refer to my notes. Standing up for oneself, uh, courage is needed. So um, when facing injustice or mistreatment, and I wanted to get some of your experiences. Uh, For instance, when we go to the grocery store, people are unkind to us. They're short with us because they just don't understand customer service. They don't know how to talk to people. So uh, I think it's important to stand up for oneself and just address it right then and there. What has your experience been? Ben, how do you handle that? When well, have-
3: first of all, um, mm. hi to everyone. But stand up for yourself. Yeah, it's sometimes it's quite hard, but in the end, um, it's a chance for everybody to yeah to go new ways to meet new people and to make it better than than the last day. So, with my uh, physical disability, I'm used to. To courage and to challenges every day because basically every day is like a challenge for me and I I'm happy to have this challenge in the end because it it forces me to to go forward to think creatively to find new solutions for some problems and um, there's always a day which is different and no day. There's no day which is the same like last day. So mm-hmm. um, you kind of train to be courage and to, to face um, different challenges over the time.
1: Yeah, and we will get into your life stories, life story in uh, in the second segment in details. Um, thank you for that. Standing up for others, I believe in that. Uh, I have done that without having been asked. Standing up for others when I see something is wrong, somebody's done wrong, I get involved. And nobody has to ask me for that. And I just believe in that. Dr. Chris, how do you feel about that, standing up for others?
2: Yeah, I think standing up for others is important because it's important to have our self-esteem. and to. Um, but the consequences might be that we might be rejected or our boss might reject us. or So we've got to be ready for all the consequences. And I think... Uh, It's really it takes a lot of courage, as you say, to stand up for others. You you know, if somebody is robbed at the bank uh, to stand up and protect the people, you can risk your life. Uh, But it's it's great to to be able to stand up for others. It's just risky sometimes. But I think risk is part of um, the being proud of ourselves and the excitement of being able to do this, of the courage to do this. So I think it's great. It's
1: difficult to do, though, very difficult to do. I was in a situation like that. I won't elaborate on it now, uh, maybe later in the show, if we have enough time, because it's not really about what I'm doing. But I do want to talk about it, but not not right this minute. Um, also, public speaking or presentations. Uh, Johnny, and I'd like to bring you in because how comfortable do you feel in public situations, and I know I saw you on German television about six weeks ago. You looked very comfortable to me in in the uh, there were a round of six guests, and the way you spoke very eloquently and everything, so you felt very comfortable so but I still want to ask you and hear it from you
3: uh, well honestly i you totally saw it right um when I started this kind of career, I would say. I didn't know what's waiting for me, and I didn't know how I will react and how we, I will deal with these situations. But I found out that I'm uh, able to deal with these situations, and with going out to to speak in front of many people, mm-hmm. I'm feeling really comfortable. And I think it's just because I I have no fear. And um, like Chris said, you need some you need to take some risk to be able to. Yeah, to go forward and to develop and holding speeches or talks uh, in front of companies and people makes me feeling happy in some way. Because mm-hmm. if you see that you can tell people um from, in, in my case, about my life and how I'm dealing with setbacks and how I find new motivation and stuff, it's great to see that every person can... um take something from it and I'm not going there and telling them hey if you do like this you can achieve like this that's not my way mm-hmm. I'm just telling people how I dealt in the past mm-hmm. and how how deep I was falling in the past and what I could do to to rise up again and then every person itself needs to needs to fry and
1: find their own way
3: or even not their yeah. own way or mm-hmm. if it, if they don't get anything from my speeches it's okay but as long as two out of 10 people uh, are leaving my speech, and, and then they know how to deal with their individual situations, it's perfect. So that's basically maybe why I'm feeling comfortable, and I, I like um, what the life brings. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we can't wait to hear,
1: to hear more about, about your okay. love. And i like to stay with public speaking for a minute, and I remember over the years, I, it took me at least four years to feel comfortable on radio. I said, oh, that's – it's no problem. I had my own television show before, uh, so standing in front of the camera, I wasn't that uh, comfortable yet. I started on public access, uh, did that for a year, and then I had my own uh, TV show here on um, uh, uh, Channel 8 for a year. And I wasn't quite – with the camera, I don't know, well, you know – uh, shoot me from this side and that side, and for, for, no, I, the bottom line is I, I wasn't comfortable with with the um, with the um, um, what is it with um, the with, with, with on television. I wasn't a camera. That's the word I was looking for. So, and over the years, I became very comfortable on air, uh, but it took me about three four years to really be myself. I want to get to that level where people can hear I am myself, just the way I am on air. I am in person as well. And our friend Bob, I've been working with him for six years, and could never ask him. I said, Bob, do you have so so uh, you have a wealth of information? And I worked on him every single year from time to time. And you know what? One day, he said yes, and I invited him on to the show. and um, you know, he's been part of our show for ever, ever since He loves it. He can't shut up now. Uh- it's just like he does. I was
4: going to say, I yeah. haven't shut up since, no. right. <laughs> it's, it's, it
1: was just over that hump, over that hump. And uh, now it's, like, it's nothing. It's like going and washing your hands. That's all it is, you know. And I don't get nervous. Same with here. I don't get nervous going on air before because I'm prepared. Um, I'm highly focused then. You know, once I start, I'm highly focused. So that's that's, you know, anyway. So, but public speaking... A lot of people, they get anxiety over that. And they, oh, I don't want to be on radio. But what about all the people on TikTok? They they don't have any anxiety, anxiety. They sing, they dance, they do all kinds of things, which I enjoy. So anyway, let us just go for a quick break. And then we're going to learn more about Johnny's life.
0: Life can be unpredictable, and it's very easy to get stuck and stay stuck. Coach Marietta can help you get unstuck. Call 203-505-3660 for appointment. On web, kmareducation.org.
1: You just came home, took your shoes off, put your slippers on, get yourself a little drink. You tuned into Life Talk with Marietta. You made a right decision. Our topic tonight is courage in complex and challenging times in the house. Dr. Chris Gilbert, you know our Dr. Johannes Grasser, called Johnny. He's our special guest tonight from Germany. And Bob Waters, you know Bob, our Life Talk contributor and entrepreneur. So... I like to focus in on somebody who is really, really incredible, and his name is Johannes. I love the the name Johannes, but he likes to be called Johnny, so Johnny it is. And who is Johnny Gresser? Well, i tell you who he is, an athlete, a speaker, an optimist, and an author. And the book is called Nobody nobody will slow me down. Of course, it's in German, mich bremst niemand aus. Uh, but it's, it's, it's about that nobody will slow him down. And um, Johnny is a sports scientist, speaker, motivational co- uh, coach, a consultant. And well, nobody slows me down. That's the name of his book. So, Thank you again. Normally, when you're not climbing mountains and jumping from diving boards, uh, you're at lifetwonk <laughs> here in New York, Connecticut, and Long Island. So I, we really appreciate it, and we were very excited. We were very excited. And um, take us into your life. Um, how you, you live in Bamberg, Germany, and the way I got to know you—I saw you on a German television show called Night Cafe with Michael Steinbrenner. It's Nacht Cafe with Michael Steinbrenner and I love the show. He's it's the show is like Life talk. So it's a weekly live show and the next day on Friday, on Fridays, and the next day it's uploaded to YouTube and that's how I'm able to to see the show. It's I watch it every week. And I saw you six weeks ago and I I the topic was, first of all, fantastic. But then when I heard your life story, I said, that's it. I have to introduce you to my audience and to my friends. So that's how you ended up here. You know, I'm very quick that way. You know, when I like something, I go for it. Right, Robert? It doesn't take long.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, it's done Absolutely. it's done
1: yesterday. So, um, exactly. Johnny, please take us into your life and how you got to be a speaker and an author and... Uh, everything else, please. Um, we can't wait to hear your your life story.
3: Yeah, thanks. For, thanks again for the invitation. Um, yeah, um, I was born and raised in Bamberg. It's a town in the, in Bavaria, and uh, now I'm living in Cologne since ten years. So, how did how did it came? So, when I was born, I was born three months too early, and then some complications turned out a few days later because of a doctor's mistake. And since then, I have a disability called tetraspastic. So it basically means that my muscle tone or my usual muscle tone is kind of three times higher compared to a person without impairment. And usually, your muscles are shaking and cramping all the time. So usually, with I have the most um, severe um, kind of this disability, so um, usually, I shouldn't be able to... For example, sit or to brush my teeth or to eat by myself or anything. Uh, But due to three to four hours training each day, I'm able to live a kind of an independent life. So I need assistance during the day because otherwise it would take too long. But I'm able to live an independent life. And um, I started studying sports science in Munich and Australia uh, and then went for my master's degree to the German Sport University in Cologne. And besides that, I did a an, another study program as a gaming and video analyst at the German Soccer Association and worked in the Bundesliga. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'm applying for a job. And in Germany, it was quite hard to get a job because in Germany with a disability, well, let's say almost no one wants to hire you because they think you're not able to work. Let's break mm-hmm. it down to this way, mm-hmm. which is quite hard. And I wrote more than... 800 applic- um, applications for a job and they were like telling me hey no we're not inviting you to an interview because of your disability and then i was like okay after a few times and many many setbacks and my my training and my um, body um yeah went worse over the years and i was applying for the paralympic games in 2016 in rio de janeiro and then in 2000 and beginning of 2015 i had to recognize hey it's not working. My body decreases uh, independent of what I'm doing, what I'm trying to train, and my whole situation with the um, job applications and stuff. So many, many setbacks over many years. And then in the end of 2017, I was at a point where I was, like, really thinking about ending my life. And then I was, like, thinking one time, okay, what does it mean? It means, like, my parents who invested a lot of time and money into my, um, yeah, my health and my fitness, and my family, and myself. And I was like, no, that can't be the solution because life is too funny and too, too nice to just end it. And then I decided, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do my own stuff. And then I decided to start projects, building up a, uh, and construct an own skateboard because I wanted to learn surf, uh, surfing or riding the waves. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, I, I um tried to develop a surfboard and stuff like this. So I started. Some projects, and at the same time, the television and media presents started in Germany, so it gave me some self worth again mm-hmm. and then, in two thousand and eighteen, I started holding speeches uh, in the motivational section and yeah uh, being a consultant so yeah, that's how it came. so I just took my life, took the story of my life, and uh, yeah tried to transfer it to companies to people, and not to tell them what to do and how to do it, but just tell them. How I dealt with setbacks and
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah, my my kind of advantage was that I had a lot of them and uh, I had to deal with them all the time. And at the same time, had to develop some kind of solutions, like training machines. Uh, I invented a sports solution and stuff like this. So I had many many things which I did, and that's how I'm um, yeah preparing my talks and my speeches just to tell what I was facing to and. How I see things, and I always try to overcome obstacles. Because for me, it may sound weird, but the slogan "nothing is impossible" is for me a real, uh, real word. Because yeah, I'm not the one who is giving up, and I'm not giving up at the second time. I'm maybe giving up after the 20th or third time, but mm-hmm. even then, I'm like f- trying to to find solutions. And you will always find kind of solutions. And even if you don't. It's just the experience you made, which may bring you forward for mm-hmm. the next time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to ask you: Do you live by yourself? Do you live by yourself, or are your parents living near you as well?
3: Uh, no, my parents are living six hundred kilometers away, so oh. I'm living by myself. But mm-hmm. I have daily assistance, so like, right, um, people are working with me to help me through the day, to help me pushing me in a wheelchair from A to B, or helping me getting my Clothes into the washing machine just because it would take too long mm-hmm. when I'm doing it by myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what about your social life? Uh, um, are you do you have a car? How do you get? How do you handle the transportation when you want to go from A to B? How is that handled?
3: Well, uh, for the, I can walk with some with crutches.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but for longer distances, like I need a wheelchair where I need to be pushed because I can I can walk and I'm I'm quite strong with my arms, but I'm not able to drive the wheelchair for longer distances by myself because of my disability. But um, I, let's say I have a driving license, but at the moment I don't have a car because um, I need a specialized car mm-hmm. and to. To rebuild a normal car into the specialized car in Germany, it costs around about 50k, and at the moment I can't afford this amount of money. Mm -hmm. But I'm um, I'm working on it to maybe in the future having a car in the next months. And yeah, Mm -hmm. until then I I'm getting from A to B by train, which is in Germany sometimes really annoying with the German transportation system. But yeah, so that's basically it. And I'm yeah I'm living by myself. Mm-hmm. but need assistance for daily life.
1: Well, here's here's the thing. Um, uh, I talked to my friend. She's, she's a journalist in Berlin. I introduced Maria also to Dr. Chris because Dr. Chris and her husband were traveling to Europe a, a year ago, so I introduced uh, Maria, the journalist. She works for uh, a big radio station in Berlin. I told Maria yesterday that you were on Life Talk today, and um, she's asking the Bayerische Rundfunk, she's asking another radio station or TV station, uh, because it's out of her region, um, to have you on uh, their program. So, because they're all connected. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to tell you that, because whatever we can do, um, uh, we can help with contacts um, and so forth. And I think... The more exposure you have, uh, and I, I love sharing that with Ms., with Maria. I said that you, you hadn't asked me for anything, but I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that for yeah, you. Thank, you know.
3: Thank, thank you very much, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe in the end of the year we could meet in the US because since three weeks I'm announced as um, team member of the German national para surfing team, and the world championships are taking place in Pismo Beach, so it's. Maybe oh. it will come down that we meet in person in the U.S. this
1: year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I know Dr. Chris uh, uh, and Bob. They have some um, questions. Who wants to start first? Bob, do you want to start first, or Dr. Chris? Ladies, Go ahead. First. Ladies first.
4: Ladies first. Ladies first.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm curious of what you
2: said. Uh, actually, uh, triggered me because I'm a physician. You said it was a doctor's mistake. What What kind of doctor's mistake? I'm just very curious
3: um well um if you're if you have a premature birth usually you need to be um you need oxygen and stuff like this it's called an incubator so you in as a baby you're lying in an incubator and you've like around about 70 uh, 37 degrees in um heat or temperature in the incubator and on the eighth or ninth day after my b- premature birth a nurse was like talking to my parents and she was like yeah it's important to having the baby on the skin of the mother so she just took me uh, me as a baby took me out of the incubator and just um, laid me on the on the leg of my mother and it was too cold and because of this cold I got a I got a cramp and it lasted 30 minutes until the doctor came and 30 minutes of oxygen lack, like yeah if you have 30 of minutes of cramping mm. and oxygen lag it's kind of shit for the brain let's say it say it like this mm-hmm. wow
2: yeah wow,
3: wow
1: wow
3: wow oh
2: sorry sorry about this yeah,
3: yeah. well yeah but <laughs> thanks for that but in the end my parents were like quite going forward they were like okay makes no sense to argue about it we need to try to get him as independent as, as possible so i was lucky that my parents mm-hmm. were thinking like this like thinking about what could we do and not what was
1: yeah. Um, Bob, Absolutely. Bob, I know um, before we start asking Johnny about how mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. wanted to climb the Sugarloaf Mountain in, in Rio and, you know, jumping from the diving board. Uh, what questions do you have?
4: Well, I'm, I don't know so much a question. I just wanted to, you know, say thank you for, for sharing your story with us. And I, too, had some medical difficulties i was a little older i had some difficulties when i was 10 and was um put into the hospital for a skin illness but after 11 and a half months they they didn't think i was going to make it so they let my body go at your feet so Mm -hmm. much like yourself i heard the line oh just be happy you're in a wheelchair you'll be fine and just like you i said that's not an option um it took me about 2 years of physical therapy multiple surgeries hip surgeries knee surgeries everything to and then 2 years of physical therapy to walk again and while i'm grateful for walking again and sad that you're 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 overcoming your challenges but still struggling um i just want you to know even though i could walk again i'm still struggling too oh. and um you know my heart goes out to you and and you know just want to say thank you for for sharing with us but um you know it's it's difficult sometimes when you're whether you're born with it or whether you get a tragedy later in life the human spirit can overcome mm-hmm. um overcome those challenges but it it takes a lot of courage and and we have to dig deep inside but um you know we can overcame these things but like Marietta said i couldn't even be on a radio show because i didn't want to hear my voice yet i've been able to overcome other challenges but sometimes mm-hmm. easy challenges still don't come easy but you know you've done amazing things um i saw on your website, you're, you off the diving board and things like that. And, um, again, while I, I wouldn't say I've climbed, I've climbed some mountains, but not in, in the way you climbed them. And I just kind of try to be happy with what I've been able to accomplish. You know, it's, um, it's amazing what you've done and the the, the strides that you've taken to tell those people that just said, stay in the wheelchair for you to say, no, Oh. I'm not going to stay in a wheelchair because that's the easy thing to do. Yes. You know, we could just, I could have just stayed in a wheelchair. You could just stay in a wheelchair, but we choose not to. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to say thank you.
1: And you know, uh, thank, for you, that. Thank, you thank you for much. sharing that. Um, you um, mm-hmm. um, Anyway, um, I can't get emotional here, otherwise, my, my brain, uh, I lose my brain. Um, I had a stroke in nineteen ninety six when things were go good. I was a finance broker for eighteen years and I worked in Hamburg, Germany for ten years in nineteen ninety through two thousand and I almost thought I would stay there almost but not quite uh so everything was going great and in nineteen ninety six uh, it was i think it was March or april um I started having problems seeing I sat at my desk. And um, I moved myself to the second floor, and the bottom line is um, I couldn't get up anymore. I had already called my friend, um, Frank, at the time, and they called the ambulance. And anyway, by the time I got into the hospital, uh, I couldn't move anymore. Bottom line is I had to learn to walk again. I was in two hospitals, and that really changed my life, and... uh, I didn't expect any motivation from anybody in in, in in the hospital, from the doctor, whatever. I took care of it myself in the hospital by proving as I got a little more stable because they had to stabilize me um, for, for quite a few days, um, uh, making a few steps. Uh, and I was too weak and had to go back to bed. So every day I worked on new challenges. And the slightest little thing... You know, gave me hope because I had such a um, enormous will to restore my life. But I want everybody to know, I didn't know that was uh, the the track was set. Um, a new track, a new life track was set for me, and I didn't I didn't know it because afterwards it took me about six months to recuperate and everything to get back to work, and things just didn't work anymore. I put in the same amount of time, energy, I still had love for the uh for the career i, I built, and it nothing worked anymore and um you know, I couldn't talk to anybody about that you know uh, when you live in germany, you know you you don't you know you can't just talk to somebody a neighbor, hey, guess what happened to me mm-hmm. you you don't do that it, it just they have, they have a different mindset. The bottom line is there was a reason why I went through all of that. Uh, to understand what it's like when a person is weak, because not everybody can be like I am. I have an enormous amount of energy, um, and I felt for the first time what it's like not not being able to help myself, not even being, being able to go to the bathroom. I had to have help, and I learned to ask other people for help, and I felt very uncomfortable with that, even asking the nurses. So I had to buy them... Uh, cake cake for the whole department uh, because I felt um, I didn't feel right asking and waiting for a cup of tea which took 45 minutes to bring me you know I'm not used to that I get my own stuff uh, but um, I learned a lot and that that situation helped me I needed to go through that because it's helping me understand people now and helping people that don't have that um, physical, mental, and emotional strength that I have. So anyway, more of that to come. But now we're really going for a break. So don't touch the dial. We're going to bring you more.
0: you practice mindfulness, you will recognize the people who will come into your life. They have a purpose as a blessing or a lesson, says Marietta Kammerer. We learn from others. However, not everyone can see clearly. Sponsored in part by KMAR and the healing mind magazine.com. What's happening in Connecticut's legal landscape. A look at medical malpractice law featuring attorney and Dr. Jeff Wisner from the law firm of Koskoff, Koskoff & Beter.
3: There have been a lot of delayed diagnosis cases. So, for example, the delayed diagnosis of sepsis, which is the life-threatening blood infection. We've seen a few of those cases. Also, delayed diagnosis of cancer cases. We also see a lot of obstetric cases, so with the mismanagement of pregnancy that, you know, unfortunately resulted in the injury to the baby or sometimes even the death. So those are some of the bigger categories of cases, but there's no one case category that we see more often.
0: A Look at the Law is brought to you by Coscoff, Coscoff & Beter, handling cases for people suffering life-altering injuries since 1936. They understand, they care, and they know what to do. Learn more at koskoff.com.
2: Bridgeport Rescue Mission offers vital services to men, women, and children facing hunger, homelessness, and addiction. I was broken, hopeless,
1: sleeping under a bridge, and hungry.
2: Help fill broken hearts with hope this month, like Tina's. Thanks to Bridgeport Rescue Mission, I have hope. Visit brm.gives that's brm.gives today.
0: Pets are such a comfort no matter what we're going through. But when pets have tough times, the Connecticut Humane Society is here for them. This is Heidi Voigt of NBC Connecticut, and your support can change a pet's life. Let's clear the shelters and keep pets in loving homes. Visit cthumane.org.
1: When you read news in the financial world, lots of popular headlines include terms like inflation and 401k and, of course, taxes. But it all comes back to the fear of running out of money. If you're close or in retirement, you have two big jobs protect your life savings and create income for retirement so how do you do that you call david gagdon of first financial planners and you put together a customized comprehensive plan
3: let's
0: do something differently that is more effective that will reduce your risk reduce your taxes
3: give you better predictability of what your income will look like going into the future
1: start checking off those boxes of income for life tax-free retirement and much more call david today 203-872-0009 that's 203-872-0009 more details on the website masteringyourwealthradio.com
0: investment advisory services offered through retirement wealth advisors a registered investment advisor by contacting us you may be provided with information about insurance including annuities licensed in connecticut want to be a part of our radio community have a special service to offer we'd like to talk to you contact our office info at kmareducation.org today And now back to Life Talk on WICC 600. Here's Marietta.
3: Man and wife forever.
1: We are back from our break. I'm Marietta Cameron. Courage in complex and challenging times. And I do want to quickly bring Dr. Chris back because you have worked in third world countries and you've done as a medical doctor. And I am sure there has had to be a lot of courage uh, for certain situations to just to even place yourself in a third-world country to help others. Could you elaborate a little bit on that, and then i get right back to Johnny again.
2: Yeah, um, it was the courage to go into civil war zones. That was dangerous. Um, I knew it, there was a refugee camp that really needed my help, but it became uh, very dangerous, and at one point when I was in Sri Lanka— uh our vehicle got attacked um by well at the at that time was the army that was uh, attacked us and uh, i was supposed to be in that vehicle uh, but at the last moment i had asked my nurse my nurse was very very tired and my vehicle was going to go to give me a week of vacation on the coast and i told her well go instead of me two for a week of vacation because you were so tired. And that vehicle got attacked and, and she got injured. And afterwards, we stopped all relationship. Uh, when I was working for Doctors Without Borders, we had to stop work there and get out of the country, which was not easy to do because the combats were going on. So we were stuck, actually, in that. I was stuck in my refugee camp, not being able to go out. So it was, um, yeah, it took courage to get into um, that war zone, it took courage to get into a place where there was no electricity, there was no running water, there was no the food was it was mostly rice and we we didn 't have any vegetables or salad lettuce or anything like that so yeah it it, it took guts, but it made me appreciate life. Uh, much more and working for the underserved much more and appreciate what happens when we're in a war zone. Mm-hmm. So, no, thank What you. happens
1: to people, yes. Mm, mm. Thank you, Dr. Chris. We have about nine minutes left, so now we want to hear everything from Johnny Grasse. He's our special guest from Germany tonight. He's a sports scientist, an athlete, a speaker, an optimist, an author. Uh, now he's going to talk about his uh, mountain climbing in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Did you? How did that come about, Johnny? You just woke up one, one, uh, one, one day and you said, oh, now I'm going to do this? How did that come about, that mountain climbing, the sugar, um, what is it, sugar, oh, sorry? Sugar loaf. Sugar loaf, thank you. I couldn't find the sure. notes quick. Yeah. How did that come about? <laughs> you just woke up and, you "Oh, that sounds good, and let's do this. No. How did that come uh, about? No,
3: no. Well, let's say it—it it came up like almost every every single project I'd made, I did in the past. Basically, all the projects came up not by myself. Someone was like telling me, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing this or doing that?" Or like, "What's next?" And then I'm a person who says yes. Mm-hmm. For me, like, if you if you if you take and use every chance you can get. Mm-hmm. You will find ways, and that's how I've, I am, um, I think. And that's how this project came up. So a, um, a former carer of mine, I met him on a, on a trade fair about um, sports development or sportswear development and uh, IT, and I was talking to him, and he asked me, hey, are you still climbing? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, have you ever thought about climbing up a mountain in the world? And I was like, yes, but I have no team, no money, and no equipment. And then he was like, yeah. Uh, let's think about it. Think about one mountain, and if you have one, uh, write it down. And then we, if we think how oh, we can, we can uh, make it. Because he was working with Adidas at this moment.
4: Mm-hmm. And better. the next day,
3: yeah. I was going uh, at the German at the German uh, Sport University. I was entering the the office of a mountain guide, and I asked. I was asking her, Hey, Miriam, um, there's an idea. Do you have, do you have any idea which mountain, and would you be in? And she, she was like, Yeah how about the of in Rio de Janeiro? Because friends of mine told me that you can climb there. And, and I was like, well, it's a good idea because I still have a a combat with Rio de Janeiro because I couldn't reach the Paralympics 2016. So it was in 2019 when I, when I came up with this idea. And mm-hmm. then it was clear I need assistance at the mountain, someone who was helping me moving my legs and my arms. And at the same time, uh, it would be good to have a physiotherapist with me who's able to climb as well. And then 24 hours later, I had the team
1: complete. Oh, my God.
3: And then I had had no way back because the team was complete already.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. I was like, okay, let's go forward. And then I was writing down a concept, and then I was searching for sponsorships and stuff like this. And then it was planned for 2020. And then, everyone knows it, COVID came. Mm -hmm. And then we had to postpone it. And just for you to know it, I have to train three to four hours each day to be able to move uh, because of my uh, physical impairment or physical disability. Mm -hmm. For this project, I had to increase my training amount to seven hours each day. And it was planned for one year. And the thing with a spastic is you can't predict how it will go. So when it was clear we have to postpone it, I could not say like a normal athlete hey, I'm decreasing my load of training, and then after three months, I'm increasing it again because I could not say how my body behaves. Mm-hmm. So I had always tried to keep the seven hours up. And then in yeah in 2022, so last year, October, we finally flew to Rio de Janeiro, and the mountain is 400 meters high, and it's about 220 meters of climbing. And in the end, we didn't know how it would go. And the route we were... Looking for the the mountain guide and the other two guys, they were climbing it one day, and then they came back after 11 hours because usually you'll, it takes three hours. They came back after 11 hours. I was waiting in the hotel, and every hour they were not here. I was like, okay, it's not working, it's not working. And then they came back, and they were like, yeah, this route will not work. It's too complicated because we would not we would not make it with you to help you up there. Mm-hmm. But the last 10 meters, we found the cable. Um, maybe it's possible because the cable is supposed to start 10 meters up and after entering the, the other route so the next day we go we went there again tried to train the other route of the cable it went quite okay and so it was clear we will make it and then two days later we wanted to go for the climbing or from the for, for the ascent and it was uh, it was tuesday tuesday or wednesday because it was 20 degrees and not too hot, so quite perfect for climbing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had to fly back on Friday. so And then on on Sunday, we prepared everything with the camera team and stuff. And then at midnight, I got a call and they were telling me, hey, you can't climb the Sugarloaf Mountain the next three days because it's occupied because of safety reasons. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And then we are like, okay, we only have Tuesday because we have to fly back on Friday because the physiotherapist had to go for a Paralympic um, team to, to treat them. Mm-hmm. And on Thursday, we had the worst weather you can have for climbing. We had 35 degrees and totally of sun. Mm-hmm. So we stood up in the morning like 2.30. I got 30 minutes of physiotherapy, and then we, we left the hotel. And in the end, I ended the route at 7 a.m. in the morning and reached the top at 17.30. But the other three, they had to really... Go over their limits, so they had to help me way more than we all expected, uh, but in the end, we made it finally up to the top, so it's it's still kind of incredible, and it feels like it was not happening,
1: but yeah and they filmed it too the Johnny, they filmed you had a film crew yeah. doing oh my, what an undertaking. oh my god uh, uh can can we see that um that trip, that climbing trip uh, on <laughs> YouTube? Do you have anything on YouTube?
3: Well, on my website, there are some shortcuts about it. And in the end of um, 2022, mm-hmm. it's planned to to having the movie out there, but we're still looking for support or sponsorship or any companies who are willing to, to bring this out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because my goal was to show people what's possible, to show with this project that you can reach everything if you have the right support.
4: Mm-hmm. Because
3: without support, it's not it's not possible. And in the end, this project taught me another thing, that setbacks are mandatory to... Yeah, to develop and to come forward and that you sometimes need to go back look on yourself and um, reflect yourself how you behave and how you yeah how other people see you and then you can maybe interact and communicate better with other people so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm, i'm really looking forward for the movie because it may show myself in a different different stage and i will learn about Me as well.
1: So yeah, yeah. we have two more. I'm excited. Thank you for that. We have two more minutes left here in the show. Um, You also jumped off of an eight-meter swimming board, a diving board. How did that come about, and what year was that?
3: It's. It came about because people in Germany are really afraid of treating people with disabilities normally. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I need to do something, which is everyone expecting from a normal person, but not from mm. a disabled yeah. one. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, and when was that? What year was that?
3: It was 2017, October oh, okay. 2017.
1: Unbelievable. But yeah. this, this journey gave you a, you gave yourself a new platform for life. For life to encourage others, others that are that don't have uh, the challenges, the daily challenges that you go through and they don't want to see new uh, new opportunities. And if they do, you know, if you put their nose in an, an opportunity, they still don't want it for whatever reason. Maybe it's fear or laziness or who knows what. Maybe it's the unknown, and you're a natural adventurer. You you say, well, well, why not? You take challenges. Yeah. You didn't back up. Yeah. You had to think about what 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 you had to do to have that team together. What they had to do to be able to help you to climb up that mountain. It was that's incredible, and you had it. It was it was meant to be, right, Doctor Chris and Robert. It was meant to
4: be? Absolutely. And, so, it, and even if it wasn't, Johnny pushed through and made it to be. Yeah. Even if it wasn't meant to be. And that's, you know, that's amazing. So, again, I just want to say thank you for joining us, Johnny. And Marietta, I hope you invite uh, Johnny back in the future to tell more of his story. Oh. So um, great inspiration. Uh,
1: really a great uh, inspiration. Dr. Chris, um We have a couple of seconds left uh, to what are your words of encouragement?
2: Yeah, I think Johnny's story is so inspirational. It shows that if you set your goal, find out what you really want to do and put the work towards what you really want to do, you can achieve anything. Just just try it do one step at a time and you will succeed with work, with hard work. absolutely.
1: That's great. And what is on your agenda? Uh, very quick um, Johnny, uh, for the next few months? Well,
3: a uh, maturity project um, to virtually cycle a marathon with the, with the bike and some keynotes. Wow maybe. International, I don't know, but we will
1: see. Well, we will have you on. Uh, we're going to stay on your tail, Johnny. Uh, that's for sure. I want <laughs> to thank, thank you, very you, much. you know, for making this possible. And I know you're five hours ahead. So good night. Be well, and I'll I'll talk to you real soon. And thank you, Bob. And thank you, Dr. Chris. And thank you to our listeners. And have a great week. Good night. Thank, thank
4: you, thank everyone. everyone. Good All night, Dr. Chris. Take okay. care, everybody. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody.
2: Good night. Have a great evening. Good night. A
3: celebration to last throughout the years So bring your good times and your laughter, too. we going to